Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am your host, Chase Bunker. Joining me today, he is the half Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. One name to rule them all, and without a webcam, so you just see one giant blank stare, it's Murph Murphy. Or I'm a ghost. <laughs> no, Murph, <laughs> while I'm editing this, the video, do you want me to actually like put the YouTube video with like a different picture, or do you want me to just make it this, this blank picture? Because I, I could change it uh, to something different. you got to make it make it Murph from uh, uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Or, or what's, what's his face? Um, screaming Murph from Interstellar. Okay. Or Murph, Murph from The Perfect Storm. Everyone forgets ah, about that Murph. That. Everyone forgets that Murph, huh? I was just going to do a <laughs> duck with a cigar like that, like we originally were going to do in episode one, but that works That's too. Uh, and, oh, player four, it's Daniel Clegg. Oh, thanks, so, buddy. Um, today is our Game of the Year episode, but first, I've been meaning to talk about this for like the past two weeks, and I keep forgetting. I tried out Guitar Hero Live. I tried it out with the new guitar, and it is awkward. Like, I think it's... Really? Okay. It's more awkward because, granted, like, I, I tried at um, GameStop, and it was alright. I tried over at Best Buy, and they had, like, a little bit of a button issue. But I feel like with the original Guitar Hero controller, it was easier because it was just like, okay, I just have to hit these five buttons, and that's fine. So... So describe because I know they they went to a different system. It's no longer the five colored mm-hmm. buttons, right? Yes. It's like two two levels on three buttons. Yes, and so like yeah, like on top, correct? yeah, yeah. On top you have the uh, black buttons. On the bottom you have white buttons. Um, they also have like you can you know you can mash them both them together and they'll be like you know a black and white button. And you can also um, just strum without hitting anything, which is you know it's part of guitar. Okay. Like like in, ta- yeah, in terms normal. of playing a guitar it's accurate but it's just mm-hmm. it's so weird like <laughs> accurate it, it, it's, a cool, unquote, it's more sure. accurate like i'm right. granted, i'm using that term very loosely but it's in more right. or less like it is it's i think uh, it's awkward like it's awkward at first maybe if right. i get to like play it a little bit more and like get onto the expert mode it'll be more fun but at the same time, it's like, I just prefer the old rock band. If I wanted the actual, like, six-string, like, six-string representation, I'd go play Rocksmith. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, so from what I've heard, and I've not played either of them, mm-hmm. it seems that the rock, rock Band 4, right, is kind of went along and they said all your DLC is still here. Everything that you still bought is still there. So I guess that's that's for the people who are bought into this that ecosystem. Yeah. And I guess Guitar Hero has like unlimited songs for twenty four hours for like ten bucks, I think is the pay model they're doing. I have I have no oh, idea really? how the pay model works. Oh, like they have like a live that's, music that's what, video DLC thing and right. it's like it's they're they're making it like in a weird, like jumbled system. I I, I can't quite right. understand it. Well, well, that actually kind of makes sense from a party game perspective. Like, did you also pay for the the base game? Yes, you do. Okay, so you buy the base game, and then you know you've got people coming over for a party. So you pay ten bucks to have access to any song they could possibly want. So kind of, it's it's a weird thing where it's there's only so many songs on their service, and then you just basically play over a like essentially what is the music video for that song? Yeah. Okay. So like. 
MTV. I know kids MTV doesn't play music videos anymore. No. Uh, but you know what I mean. Haha, <laughs> old so, joke. Right. Is it kind of like they have a specific set of songs and it rotates every day? Is that what you mean? or So, okay. So I've not actually played this. I've only heard it described on podcast. So this is, pro- this is like secondhand at this point. There's a, there's a streaming uh, channel that you get on and you can just – you can play whatever is streaming like at that time and everyone gets the same stuff, right? Okay. Uh, if you pay with these like kind of microtransaction currency, which you can earn in game, or you can buy at a reasonable rate, I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, right. you can play a specific song, and then you can also pay like the ten dollars, and then for 24 hours you can play whatever specific song you want to. So this is more of the like party mode. Huh. Okay, that's very yeah. different. I like how there's sort of a live channel that you play along right. to. Right, that's different. So, Right. I mean, that gives you, you know, the, um, uh, what is it? Like, I, it keeps it fresh. Let me, they, they could potentially keep it fresh if they keep up with the licensing. Yeah, it could be. Right. Absolutely. So here's sort of a comparison, Chase. In, in Hearthstone, we get these weekly brawl challenges, yeah. right? So every week there's guaranteed new content for us to play through, keep us coming back to the game. This is much higher speed than that that's this is you know every couple of minutes you're getting a new song featured on the stream but it's guaranteed newish content right they might repeat songs i suppose but yeah oh yeah they definitely are repeating the radio obviously but but every time you log in you could theoretically get a new song to play through that's kind of cool yeah Mm mm-hmm it's interesting Interesting. like i hope it like it pans out because i love you know musical games and stuff like especially like anything that can like fulfill my rock band fantasy of you know our rock band dream of being you know a rock star granted i take it too seriously mm-hmm. chase, but we'll chase did you play play the single player parts where you like are taking part in like you're the in front of the crowd and all that um yeah i did do i, I don't think it was like the i don't know if it was technically like the single player campaign but it was more or less the um i played a song in front of a crowd and you know, the crowd got into it, and like, when I was doing well, and they got really into it. When I started sucking, like, they started, like, taunting me and everything. <laughs> um, right. The one thing I thought was going to happen oh. was, like, they were going to have, like, members of the actual band that, like, the song I was performing, but they didn't. But, um, no, they don't. I, then I realized that's, like, way too much work. It was still good. Like, well, I mean, Just I, way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I hope it does well. Like, it's, I'd like to see where they're going to go with, like, in the long run, but... For right now, just like getting used to that new system was just like it was really awkward considering I was so used to five buttons and that was it. So. Right, the controller is just different for you. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. the uh, the new pay model system though. That's interesting. That's yeah. different. It is. I I actually think it's not that great to be honest because I mean the the whole reason you pay money is to get the song right. So yeah. Right, so it's like if you, but I mean, so the other the alternatives still exist out there, like Rock Band, okay. or what is it, Guitar? No, sorry, yeah, Rock Band Five is out there, and if you want to do it that old way, that that still exists. Right, and this makes yeah. a lot more sense with the current manner in which people consume music. Most people nowadays don't buy CDs or even digital albums; they pay for a streaming service like Pandora or mm. uh, Audio or or, or um, you know. Uh, what's the audiobook one? Uh, Audible. Audible, right? Yeah. They pay for a streaming service rather than 
owning the songs essentially, even digitally. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. You're subscribing to gaming channel, right? That you interact with. But it's kind of the what, right. what the heck now, are you like, doing over there? Sorry, there's something. No, I'm dealing with it. Okay. It's done. Nice. All right. Anyways, Clegg, what were you saying? That was pretty much it. I think it makes more sense given how people consume media today. This probably wouldn't have made sense six or seven years ago, right? Yeah. But oh, yeah, definitely. I, iTunes and uh, Pandora and services like that. Uh, Don't forget this... the Zune. Does that still even made anymore? A lot of those services <laughs> die off recently, actually, but, but this is how people consume music. So makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I remember I had a friend that was all in and went to Zune, and man... How'd that turn out for him? Mm-hmm. I think he still. I mean, has you can it, still actually. use your Zune player, right? It's not just a bookshelf. I guess in the same no, way you can also yeah. use your VCR, but at the same time, like, why would you ever use your VCR? Because <laughs> um, there's right. old VCR movies you have to watch. Yes. All right. So we talked about that finally after two weeks of me saying we're going to talk about it. Now it's time for the big thing. Now. Game of the year. We've had a lot of great games come out. A lot of games really disappoint us, but we also had a lot of great games. So this has um, been a really good year. Yeah, it has been. Like I think it's been it's a lot better than 2014. Considering like 2014, we're like this game isn't as glitched as the other, so we're going to vote for this one <laughs> to be nominated. So all right. Well, I think there's still going to be some of that this year. Well, so. I mean, didn't I mean Hearthstone was our game of the year last year, right? Yes, I think so. Yep. Yes, I was very reluctant to have that be our game of the year, but you guys. <sighs> so a free-to-play collectible card game was the best game of 2014. It yeah, was that's... better than a glitchy yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition. Yep. Yeah. No, that that I think is is a pretty accurate statement. Well, I mean, we'll see, I, yeah. I, we, we talked about the reasoning, and you know right. you can go back and watch it. But in short, it was because we thought people would be playing that game for so, years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Be pretty pleased with it. And that's fair. Like I've dropped off a little. I'm still playing Hearthstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I yeah. agree. It's something. Chase, you're playing Hearthstone more than you were last year. Yes, because I got a girlfriend now, and she and I introduced her to her because I thought she might like it, and then it kind of brought me back into it as well. <laughs> That gets so, claws into you. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I guess I'm the only one that still isn't playing Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I'm going to tell you this because I know your personality. Don't get into Hearthstone because we have that addiction with booster packs, and it's like maybe if I just get one oh. more. See, I I totally get it, and I was playing for a long time, but like I've never been very good at those type of games, so it's always kind of been one of those things where I can't think that far ahead to. To yeah, you games. don't really like the strategy. You don't like StarCraft or no. you don't like the Warcraft RTS. Mm-hmm. You know anything where you're planning well, ahead strategy wise. That's just not your thing, you know. And that's do, we wanna, do we want to do we want to announce the the nominees for yes, 2015? Oh, yes, I suppose. So, yeah. Or or do we just want to do we just want to talk about the one that naturally transitions? Anyways, so let's let's go through the list here. I have a list in front of me, and I'm just going to quickly read them off, and then we can spend a little bit of time with each one. These okay. are the big ones from this year. These are the big ones from this weird year. Uh, in no particular order, we have Bloodborne. Yeah. We have Sabelle. That, that, I am pronouncing that correctly, Murphy. That's nice correct. Spell. Okay. Mario Maker. Until Dawn. Her Story. Witcher 3. Heroes of the Storm. 
Ori in the Blind Forest, Fallout 4, and Batman Arkham Knight. All right. That's a lot of good games. It's a lot of good mm-hmm. games. Should we start whittling them away, or should we start saying why these games are amazing? So, you know what? I can, I'll can i drop one off the list right now, if you let me just say a few sentences about okay. it. Yeah, well, okay. why, don't, why don't we talk about each game and start with the ones we think should be cut, right? So, yeah. I don't think Civil should be cut, because I think it's an amazing game. But I'm the only one who played it. I think someone else watched it. Uh, I watched it. So... The 30-second pitch is this is a very narrative-driven game about a, a relationship that forms in, on, in the types of relationships that form in an MMO. And to tell more would probably be spoilery. The gameplay mechanics kind of just evoke how grindy MMOs are, so they're not fun in a traditional sense, but quite frankly, I think they're appropriate. By the yeah, way, that, if that you're watching us... That... If you're watching us via Twitch, feel free to also cast your vote on who you think should be Game of the Year as well. Tell us where we're wrong, tell us where we're right, etc. Curtis, continue. So, oh, that that is where I had the problem with it. Is I watched somebody play a bit of Sabelle, and the the gameplay part, the movie part, was very interesting. I found that to be really neat. And then they started playing the actual game, and I found that to be really boring. So, really kind of dry and not interesting at all. So, I think I'm not going to say. So, I, all right, I'm not going to defend this very long, but I think, one, it plays better than it watches. Two, it's not a, really about being, like, haha fun. It's more about that feeling you get when you have a dungeon on farm. And you're, okay. while you're simultaneously, like, video chatting and texting and doing all sorts of, like, the stuff that you do while you're playing an MMO. And I guess you have to, you have, to have been in that kind of, you know, early aughts, MMO culture, I guess, in order mm-hmm. to kind of understand. Yeah. So no, I, but, I kind of understand it, but you know. So, so the game sounds fairly narrow in the audience it's playing towards, right? Those who are invested in the, in the MMO. Oh, no, anything else. I think I would say it's also there's there's some value in anyone who's been in any relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say the people who will get the most out of that game are those who have played an MMO. Yeah, it also almost sounds, I mean, I haven't played this, but it sounds like the idea and the, the, the novel concept behind this game as um, as um, a analogy or a commentary on the, the, the MMO society is almost more interesting than the gameplay itself. Yes. Like yeah. the, the narrative is much more interesting than the gameplay. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Now. So cool concept, maybe not a great game, basically. I, I would disagree because uh, – nope, I'm not talking. I'm just going to let it die. Okay. <laughs> With, without I, going into too much, I think – honestly, I would have rather watched it as a movie. Hmm. Not personally. Okay. I, uh, I'm just going to let it die. Yeah, we yes. got to keep these short. Uh, yeah, right? we got to keep these short. Yep. We said 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure that was 30 minutes. Um, yep. All right. So I'll go – I'll talk I will, about – I will also – if you want, I'll drop another one off the list. Which one? I think this one's going to go very quick. I'm going to actually drop Fallout 4 off the list. Yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I really, I'm really like Fallout 4. Um, but there are some issues with it. And <sighs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's, I think it is, a, in some ways, a narratively weak story. Uh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this... it does... A lot of things really well, 
but I think it does a lot of things very poorly as well. And the and, things that it does really well, they did really well in Fallout yes. Three in Vegas. Like, there's not Correct. a lot of innovation in this game. Correct. I don't, the the big innovation is you know you can make better guns and you can do this kind of cool thing, and the wasteland isn't quite so ugly. Um, but like you did that in Skyrim with their hearth, their hearth whatever expansion. Correct, and there's definitely some good stuff there, but ultimately, when I look at these other games, I have a hard time... Uh, okay, here, here's what I come down to. I look at Witcher 3, and I look at Fallout 4, and I question which one I'd rather play, and it always ends up being Witcher 3. Well, I want to say, like, go to your argument about the narrative thing. It's like, some of the games that we have nominated are also Mario Maker and Heroes of the Storm, which have zero story whatsoever. Correct, but this is an RPG. It's specifically meant to, for story. to have story. And there is story there. It, it is hard to find, kind of like Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Like, there's a lot of story going on in the background. But the everyday interaction with other characters in the game is kind of boring, to be like, completely honest. Like, this is a very good Fallout game. Yes. I think this this would have won... This would have won Game of the Year if it came out in the year that Fallout 3 or Vegas came out. It's not going to win Game of the Year in 2015. I think it would have won last year because I think last year was incredibly weak. I think yeah. it would have won last year as well. Right. It, yeah. I, I think it's a very good Fallout game. It's done a lot. It's done some really cool stuff, but I question whether it's better than the rest of these games, and that's why I'm removing it from the list. I want to remove. Jason, you want to cut one? I want to cut Batman Arkham Knight, and I know that like I'm going to get flack for this. Technically, I have not played it. I don't care. But it is the fact that like the PC version had such a poor response. If it was best console game, I would definitely throw that in the mix. But because of the fact that it had such so, a poor release and it's just not as good, like from everybody telling me, it's just not as good as Arkham City. So, Murph. So yeah, I, I played it. Mm-hmm. I played it. It's not as the the big innovation, which is the the Batmobile, yeah, is not fun. Okay, like so you're you're left with it's a kind of just a bigger Arkham City, but most people like Asylum because it's so small and out, all like yeah. intimate. So mm-hmm. I yeah. I can't yeah this one I think it's on there because like good good effort but. Not good yeah, enough. Yeah, I've come around on this one as well. We, we wanted it on the list because it's been reviewed so positively on the console platforms. But as a package deal, right, as a game that came out, it came out on multi-platform, and mm-hmm. one of the platforms just tanked. Not because it was a bad game, but because it was a bad port. Right. right? And yeah. they, they didn't have the support behind the PC release. Mm-hmm. And that just diminishes the overall presentation of the product. So yeah, it makes sense to me. Like that'd and, be, that'd be cut. and PC problems aside, it's I don't think it would make the cut. Yeah, I well, and and the other part of that I'd like to point out as well is, you know, again we go back to bad ports, so on and so forth. Um, some people still it still doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, and that speaks volumes for how lazy it was. In my opinion. I don't want to say I mean, call it lazy, but I think well, I I don't I, think anyone was lazy. I just think this is a it's a difficult problem, and they they gave it their true, best. True, but... but when you have a game that you, I'm I'm sorry, there's no way you can't know it's gonna oh I'm not going to happen. I'm not yeah, I'm not saying 
I just, I just don't like the word lazy. They rushed okay. it. Let me, yeah. let me, let me revise my statement. You put it's, okay. This is this is probably just as bad as me saying the other one. So, <laughs> I, I basically I, what what I, what I want to say is this probably is not the dev's fault. This is probably some guys this in a the suit. Pers- this is the person, whoever decided to put a smaller group of people on the PC version who was not experienced in porting things to PC, that is whoever okay. is to blame for this. All right. And All right. whoever looked at it and said, yeah, you know, it's running poorly or we sped up the video to make it look like it's running 60 frames a second, that is their fault as well. That right. is it's it's good enough to to go gold now and we'll release a day one patch correct you know and hopefully that and, fixes it right so you're right is heard it too late the dlc has basically said it's sloppy dlc yeah. it's garbage is it too well, late for me so to cast a vote just, for tales from the borderlands to be game of the year no yes no uh, i i i didn't play it so I, I have good. heard nothing but good things about that game, too. It's though. great, especially there's one scene in episode four that is so memorable that it's just like, let me, let me this is just Can perfect. I ask you a question, Chase? Yes. Have you finished it? Yes. You have finished it. Yes. Mm. Uh, well, let's let's I, not drop it yet. Let's just keep it on the list. Well, okay. I, I'm going to put it on there because I have heard nothing but good things about it. As well. Okay. We'll save let that. Let me give you my, my drop. All right. What's your drop? I think... The next drop is Heroes of the Storm. No, how dare you and say you dropped that? I I okay. love this game so much, but let mm. me tell you why I think it's not game of the year. Okay. As much as they've done really interesting things with map variety and character design and whittling down the mechanics of a MOBA until they are new player friendly and, and just streamlined and fun, right? They've really nailed that MOBA genre for the new player. It's great. But it's still League of Legends Dota 2 at its heart. So I don't feel like they really innovated to such an extent uh, that, that the uh, game stands out to me. Cause I, I, I still see go, the roots in these other games. Technically, I can I mean, we, so, can, say, we can break that down with any game at, with its roots. But at the same time, right. I feel like with Heroes of the Storm has done something granted i haven't played dota 2 so dota 2 might be able to do this as well here's the storm has introduced new maps new modes and they like they they give you a reason to come back like here's the thing we played league of legends for almost 10 years now how many maps do they have four and like uh, maybe three four, and, four yeah, technically three four because maps. no one plays dominion anymore but it's just the fact that yeah. it's like they had we we were waiting on magma chamber for like six years now and they have they've come up with nothing they had made a 1v1 map because let's 1v1 bro it up but instead we've now got nothing so i look at heroes and it's like with heroes it's a different experience there are a little bit balancing issues but like league still has balancing issues to this day so that's why i i think it more or less it revolutionized it by making it go back to its core system in a way so here's here's what I'm gonna say. I say we don't drop it now, but I'm not gonna vote for it for game of the year. Uh, yeah, I, I I really like Heroes of the Storm too, and I guess the question that rides me a little bit about Heroes is honestly, I thought Smite was a little more innovative. Yes, it is. When we were dealing with like MOBA, and I think Heroes is a very refined game, 
and I understand where Clegg is coming from, and I understand where Chase is coming from. I, I don't think it should be dropped yet, though, to be completely okay. honest. I think it deserves to be in the top five, but probably not the top spot. Chase, let me ask. Let me compromise so we can get we can start dropping these things. Yeah. Which, which Ori in the Blind Forest or Hero in the, of the Storm? Ori the Blind Let's Forest. Stand on. All right, then. I think that is, that is a fair... Is a fair compromise? Now, okay, Murph, since you... Now you got to argue for or in yeah. the Blind Forest, right? No, I have not no, 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 no. I, I, I have a serious question for Murph. Uh, mm. I, I think... I don't like comparing these two, but I think they're... Until Dawn or her story. I'm, I'm just going to flat out. Oh, yeah, okay, so... Again, this her story is a very... So this is me giving the eulogy for her story. Uh, her story was a great kind of, uh, cooperative experience that I had with my wife. Um, it's a, like a really different kind of narrative game and it's going to be in my personal game of the year, but I, I recognize that this game is just not for everyone. So I, if I now also let me, so I'm going to say drop that because you know what I did with until dawn on Halloween, we had a bunch of people over. I, you know, I, I was controlling it, but I was getting the input from like uh, five or six players and everyone was yelling and calling various characters and being like, no, we hate, we hate Emily. We love, well, no one liked Jessica either, but we, <laughs> so we, you're arguing we like Matt that, so, that her story is a party game. Apparently. Well, or, no, that's, that's until Dawn is, is a party game and it and it works very well in that setting, but her story is a much more quiet, contemplative game. Yes. Okay. I and I agree with you. I think her story. I've actually played her story, and I think it is a very quiet. It's very different, um, but it kind of has very similar problems. Where I understand why it's a game, but at the same time, it has the same. It has the uh, Gone Home. It has the Sibyl. It's a, it's yeah. not a traditional game, and so I think yeah. it's going to turn a lot of people off. But I I think that I'm well, glad I, that these games exist, and I'm glad that they're kind of pushing the genre. Correct. Okay. But at the same time, I think her story is overall just an enjoyable game as well. Right. I don't love it. I don't think it's game of the year. But So you said Until Dawn over her story. Is that what? Uh, yep, that's right. where I'm going. So what are we left with right now, Curtis? Right now, we have Bloodborne, Mario Maker, Until Dawn, Witcher 3, or in the v- Blind Forest, and Tales of the Borderlands. All right. Finally, if you're just joining yeah. us, we are at That Game Show. We're talking about our games of the year right now that Curtis just rattled off. Um, I'm going to ask this question. So this is Bloodborne or Witcher 3? If we're going to do something, we do this elimination right? process. Air the similar, yeah. the oh, similar this titles. Is... Try to pick out the, the superior. Uh, I, I got it. I gotta give it to Witcher Three on this one. Oh, I, mean, I've, I gotta, I gotta stand by my Bloodborne. <laughs> I mean, I think someone I, needs to break the tie here. Th- well, I would also give it to Witcher Three, and I say that because I have not played Bloodborne. Right, oh. I invested almost a hundred hours in The Witcher Three, mm. and we're gonna have very different reasoning here. For me, The Witcher Three deserves it because of the story. Now, Bloodborne doesn't have that overt storytelling, right? It's much more like Dark Souls where it's more subvertive and you got to look for it. It is, but it's 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 slightly more overt than Blood or than Dark Souls, but not by much. But not by much, right? And yeah. Witcher 3 for me is the one game in the last 10 years that I can think of 
where the story and the characters specifically have grabbed me so hard that I find myself researching their backstories in my spare time, and I'm I'm invested in this world and the relationships from the past games that I have not played. This so, game makes me think about the decisions I'm making really, really hard. So let me make a make a hard cut here because I think that Bloodborne is mechanically better than Witcher Three, uh, and we can leave the story behind. But I'm also going to say if 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 you throw uh, Bloodborne under the bus because of that for Witcher 3 I think you're also going to have to throw Mario Maker under the bus as well because like we said before I think Curtis pointed out that game's all mechanic it's true it has no story but it's it makes no pretense of having a story either. But, but right. that's also I, like I have to kind of... Mario Maker's defense actually you, you defend Witcher 3 I'll defend Mario Maker in just a second no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to actually defend Bloodborne. Okay. Um, against Mario oh. Maker, actually. Oh, how uh, dare you? That's a weird comparison. Betrayal. No, I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> I, I like Mario Maker. I think it is an interesting thing, but I'm going to be honest. Against the other games on this list, I don't think that it is up to snuff with the other games. I think blood. If I had to go with my two top right now, I would say it's probably Bloodborne and Witcher Three. Your top two right I now is going to be, be are those two movies? We argue. Hmm? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Those two games are going to be your. Those are your top two right now. Are Bloodborne and Witcher Three? Correct. I think those deserve to be there and deserve to be argued about last. I don't think Mario Maker is up to snuff. I understand why a lot of people like it, and I and I admit it's a great thing. But at the same time, when I look at these, I'm kind of ambivalent about Mario Maker. Mario Maker. First off, you know, great choice also, of words. But the fact that I think with Mario Maker, it's the fact that there's literally zero story. But I think it's the fact that, like, every map you play is going to be different. And it's always fun, like, running and, like, oh, there's a hidden block. Well, you're a piece of crap for putting that there, but it's also funny at the same time. Like, it mechanically, like, has revived a platforming genre to where it's, like, first off, you don't have to hack a Mario game anymore. Like, you can also take different so, Mario settings and utilize each each one's different abilities upon that and then, you know, of course, make something cool and memorable. Like, there's been a lot of great levels so here, to play, a lot of great levels to watch. Sorry, Murph. So, here's what I'm going to, here's where I'm going to knock Mario Maker down, and maybe with this new update that's coming out, maybe they'll fix it. The curation tools are garbage. Now, by curation tool, you mean when I log into the game to play, what map am I going to go go jump into right now? Right. That that interface, that tool that gives me something to interact with to, to play right. is so, no so, good. Yeah, so yeah, if I want to if I want to play my buddy's game or his level, I have to type in a twelve character code. Oh, that's yeah. right. They're still on key codes. Oh, that's so wow. dumb. Now there's supposedly there's a website coming that will help out with this. That's such but, a Nintendo thing. The fact that you have yeah. to go to an outside source, to a website, right. to and then look on, up something. This is something from 10 years ago. There's no tags on levels. You can't say, like, there's no way to know if a level is an autoplayer beforehand. Uh-huh. Like, or if it's this type of level, or it's that type of level. Like, there's no, like, categorization. Really, the only thing it can do is show you, like, the most popular levels I think you can also like follow like certain creators, but like to do that, you still have to get like a twelve-digit code. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. There's no like friends list integration. Okay. I mean, this is a symptom of of Nintendo's backwards technology, right. just in and, general, right? All right, right, knock it off. So, 
Yeah, that, that yes. that's like a game killer for me as well. I would think I'd I forgotten that that was a like. I mean, I can't argue that against game. that. Like, it's it's fun and yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, yet. that's that's just poor. Okay. okay. Now, that, I mean, by the end of the year, that might be fixed, but right now, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, like, jeez, like mechanically, please. I I don't I. What what do you have a problem mechanically with Witcher Three? I guess is my question, Murph. So I I, I again I, I haven't played a lot of Witcher Three. I've just kind of goofed around and saw some videos, but it doesn't seem in in Bloodborne. It's I guess it's mechanically I would say Bloodborne is a very actiony, very reactive kind of thing, and Witcher Three is more traditional RPG. And if I'm gonna, um, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying like oh man. Witcher 3 has bad mechanics. This is not that argument at all. I'm just saying I like the combat in Bloodborne better. I would say it is certainly more basic than what I'm seeing from Bloodborne. You have less immediate and direct control of your character. Like animations are very very fluid, very constructed, but he he always swings the same way. He always jumps back the same distance, you know, like he has set parameters that action takes takes place in, I suppose. Mm. Bloodborne seems a little more open and fluid, sure. Um but I think the the rest of the systems outside of combat are very solid in Witcher Three. The okay. crafting, the the leveling up system, the the world, everything is is really solid. We, we probably could, like make let's, this. Let's deb- get rid of the other. Let's let's hold let's hold off on this debate because it seems like we could probably yeah. talk about this for about a few yes, more minutes. I agree. We don't have much time. Yeah. We still have Tales from the Borderlands or okay, in the Blind yeah, Forest. We knocked off Mario Maker. Um, uh, and until Dawn is still there. What, what am I missing? Oh. The that's it's Bloodborne until Dawn, Witcher Three, Ori in the Blood Forest, and Tales of the Borderland. We haven't yeah, talked this, about Ori yet. Now the we knives come out. The knives are coming out. All right, guys. the knives are coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I, confiscated one the other day. Um, not so, okay. So Ori in the Blind Forest. I'll make this ahead. argument for why it should be game of the year. First off, it is visually, it is a very beautiful game. Like immediately you look at it, it's very easy on the eyes. Like. The, uh, the story's pretty good. It's not the greatest story in the world, but it's still, like, a very good story, and it's very, like, emotional. Like, you like you get a little bit choked up in the end. I thought all the abilities were very cool. Like, how... Okay, I need to get this. It's very... Uh, I, what's the proper term? Metroidvania? Where it's, like, you have to go yep. back to, yeah. like, a little bit later. Like, you have to do, like, the level-up system. All the puzzles are very unique. It's a very cool, beautiful, well-executed game. And I think, like, it was, once again, made by, um, oh, gosh, the name escapes me. I don't care right now. Um, it's a very beautiful game. I feel right, like right. it's done something in, like, that previous games just haven't done in a very long time. So that's my vote for it for right now. Moon Studios. What is it? Moon Studios. Moon Studios. Thank Studios. you. Gosh, I'm sorry, Moon, Moon Studios. Studios. So I, I hate to say that I think this might suffer the Tales from the Borderland problem in that, like, I heard all these great things about it, and I saw the stuff. I'm just not like, I'm not really pumped to play it. I mean, I, look, I will oof. say this: like, if we're, I mean, if we're I gonna go between Tales about... of the Borderlands and Until Dawn, I'm gonna go with Tales of the Borderlands. To be honest, oh, well, really okay. quickly, Murph. You mm. know, I have a counterpoint. Really quickly, like you've you've talked quite a bit on the show about Until Dawn. Right. And I'm going to be honest, that does not sound interesting to me at all. Either. Oh, okay, I mean, that's that might be true. Like, this, Until Dawn, kind of for people who like horror stories or movies. Correct. 
And I mean, I kind of like that idea, but the more you talk to me about it, and the more we yeah. talk about it, the less the less will, interesting it gets. I guess and, is the right you know word. what I will in in order to to take down until dawn, it is not as good in subsequent playthroughs. Yeah, and I guess the question is, this is might be a random thing, but I mean, what what are what are the flaws of Ori in the Blind Forest other than you know the story being a little bit weak? Um, Chase, I think probably one of the flaws is like you know there's some like there's some puzzles that just can be a little bit frustrating at times because it's like all right, I did this okay. and like I thought I executed this properly, and it, it's you know it's my own fault, but it's like the fact that like certain puzzles just get so mm-hmm. frustrating at times. And of course, there's also one area that you literally like can't go back to, and now I can't 100 percent it. That's annoying. It is. Uh, can we? Can we? Is is a plat a puzzle platform or a Metroidvania innovative enough to win Game of the Year in 2015? But the question is, how many of these games that we are finishing up with here are super innovative? Some just of them are just that, polishing just, an existing system. Correct. Exactly. Right. In like, fact, I think which, all of them are. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say all of them are based on something that has already previously been done. For instance, Witcher 3 is a very polished RPG. Bloodborne, I don't know if we want to call it an RPG. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's a very polished Dark Souls. It's a very polished Dark yes. Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Tales Storm is a very polished very... MOBA. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, polished, a, lot, a lot of these... Wolf Among Us slash Heavy Rain slash yeah, right, every yeah. other David Cage game. game. It's a it's a the well no it's a Telltale game. It's just that's what it Correct. is. Oh yeah. That, yeah. You know what you're doing. It's the Telltale genre. Like they 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 make a type of game. Correct. Um. Mm, like, yeah, so that one. You got to Oh God. So so what's might, the biggest problem to... with each one? And let's I, see which one's more egregious. Okay. That's a good point. Bloodborne is per no. No, no, no. no. I'm talking <laughs> about uh, and, and, uh, and Forest and uh, the other one. Hmm. We've talked a lot about Ori. Kind of some of the flaws. There's some strange puzzles that there's some areas that you can't get. There's back replayability. To. What, what is... There's more replayability in Ori in the Blind Forest than there is no, with Until Dawn. Like I'm, I'm perfectly willing to drop Until Dawn. I just yes. I, All right, I, cool. Uh, He's willing I, to I drop it, it. next. I it, <laughs> we I don't have much time. I just. All right, down until dawn's I, gone. Can we can we agree? Here's the question: Can we agree that Ori in the Blind Forest and Until Dawn are worse than the other three games? So we got Ori, Until Dawn, Bloodborne, Witcher, Heroes, Bloodborne, Witcher, Tales. Oh, okay. Tales. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. I I think we can agree that these games are not as good as the other top three. Is that is that agreeable? And I I really honestly I think we can kind of say that. We can give Tales... I'm okay with giving Tales to the Borderland a nod at third and just having this, this fight here. <laughs> I'm not okay uh, with this fight because fight. I have Ori. And, like, Ori... I, I guess I can fight for Tales, but, like, I know that I'm not going to win okay. the fight between Bloodborne and Witch yeah. 3. Here, here is my suggestion for the last three. And we did this last year, and I think, it, although it's not the best system, I think it is a system that, in this case, we're going to argue about these three games until we're blue in the face. Right. I think we should just sit down and we should say one, two, three. This is number one, this is number two, this is number three for each person, and then we give a point system based on each one. 
Okay. 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 You get three good. points for po- for first one. Uh, you get two points for the second place, and we can just tally it up, and then we'll know who won. Let's right. let's let's highlight the worst thing about each game to help make that decision. Like, what's the most like, egregious okay. mistake or problem the game has? Bloodborne, hard as heck. There you go. That's, there's there's you, negative on that you line one. Up. I don't think that's the the biggest issue. Murph, yep. what would you say is the the biggest issue with Bloodborne? The biggest issue with Bloodborne is that the there's not a lot of builds. Like a lot of the weapons are kind of samey. Like okay, the like not like is is a, and this isn't a direct comparison to Dark Souls, mm-hmm. where you could you have there's like a there's you know spell casting builds, there's various weapon builds and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. They're all more or less the same. Okay. Like there's some there's a limited variety. Okay. Uh, that said, I'm still going Bloodborne first, Witcher second, Tails last. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna tally points. Give me a second. Are Witcher we only three. choosing between these Blood. three games for first, second, and third? Correct. Yeah, I think Correct. so. Let me do it. Because that'll. I have Tails first, Ori that'll second. St- so, hold on, hold on. Well, you gotta give us your reason, Chase. What's the biggest problem with Tails? The biggest problem with Tails, I mean, it took me, like, I wasn't immediately hooked at episode one. Like, it's like, okay, this is funny, but then it's like episode two, it got better. Episode three got better. Four wins, and I was like, wow, this is actually really, really good. I mean, it was the same thing with Wolf Among Us. Like, Wolf Among Us, like, we were like, okay, I'm slightly intrigued. And, like, when you're watching any other TV show, like, you give it a few episodes, to try it. Granted, you know, you have much I mean, smaller sample size, but it's to me... It's a telltale game. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, that's what, I mean... Story I, has I always up, say, like, essentially. if you love any other telltale game, whether it be Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, Game of Thrones, you'll love Tales of the Borderlands. If you love anything about Borderlands 2, pre-sequel, or anything about that, you'll love Tales from the Borderlands. If you love okay. just, like, having a nice sit-down and, like, in an interactive narrative story you'll love Tales from the Borderlands because it executes everything so perfectly towards the end. All right. Okay. All right, we got three minutes. So Let's go. What's, uh, Tales you gave first, what was your second pick? I mean, it was two, Ori, but Chase. I have a feeling that's not going to be valid, so within, it's going to be Witcher. Three. Nope. It, oh. And then it's going to be Bloodborne okay. because Bloodborne to Bloodborne. me just looks like okay. it looks like Dark Souls 2. Like, it does, it's pretty much a Dark, okay. it's a Dark Souls, but for PS4 only, and that's it. See, and Chase's right. mind, that's a negative for me. That's a positive. <laughs> like, right. uh, so I, I say me, it just because it's just problem... another – it's a similar game, I guess. Yeah. No, okay. right. right. Yeah. Right. We get we, – we understand. For me, the biggest problem with The Witcher 3 is that its gameplay can essentially be whittled down to, to three steps. You get a quest, which has fantastic dialogue and is very well written and fantastically voice acted and all that stuff. Okay. Two – you go into Witcher senses and follow a trail. Three, you fight a monster. And as well as they dress that up with different plot intrigues and, and characters and all of this wonderful world building, you essentially go into Witcher mode and follow a trail <laughs> to go to your next yeah. fight. That is okay. really what the game is. Yeah. So if you can if you try to look past this amazing story that they're distracting you with, it's a very repetitive game. And that's yeah. that's the one knock I have against it. Okay. So what is Fair. your overall listing? Uh, for me, I think I'm still going to give it to The Witcher 3 only because, Murph, 
Bloodborne to me loses it in that it is console exclusive. Ah, yeah, that's that's that's, 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 that's part uh, of a game deal means it needs to hit a large audience. No, that's that's it completely valid for multi-platform. Throwing that fact yeah, out there. But, Number two. Uh, for me, is Bloodborne, and three is okay. going to be Tales. How dare you! Okay. Sorry, How much buddy. money do I have to pay you to change that? Vote? Okay, so I, you guys already know what my number one is going to be. Tales. I, I can't give it to anything else but Witcher Three. Dang I mean, it! I, within, I've played a little bit of Bloodborne. I've played a little bit of Witcher Three. There was one Bloodborne again. The reason why it's going to take a knock for me is because it's console exclusive. Because I can't play it, <laughs> so that's awful. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, the weapon differentiating kind of bugged me a little bit because I like to try to play through it a little bit different way. And I know it's—I'm probably overthinking it a little bit, but um, that kind of bugs me a little bit too. No, that's that's a very valid complaint. Um, because I like to go back and play. You know, I've tried range builds on Dark Souls and stuff like that, and I know there's that kind of build. So really quickly. I'm going to give the nod to Witcher 3. I'm going to give the second nod to Tales of the Borderlands. And I'm going to give the last nod to uh, Bloodborne. All right. So what's what's the tally? The tally is Witcher 3 is game of the year with 10 points. Bloodborne and Tales of the Borderlands are tied. Oh, so. I'm okay with that. I'm not so okay. So our I game of the year this year is Witcher 3. Our runners up tied is Bloodborne and Tales of the Wow. All right. You guys think this year in particular is going to be remembered in future years, kind of like we remember 1998? And it was just the year of fantastic games. You just got so many great releases. Uh, no, no. I think the, this I was think really was solid. No, because I think 2013 was probably like the next greatest year, and because that's there's when been had... a lot. There's been a lot of those years where like just big titles come out all at the same time, and they're kind of just because it's they're on similar release schedules. Yeah, I, I mean, think yeah. Gonna see. this year had like good think, releases, but I I don't know. I, I don't see know. 2016 being a fantastic year. I agree. That's very observant. And we look forward. All right, so uh, that is it for our show. So once again, game of the years for our I guess that game awards we should probably call it. Thanks to you know Johnny Boy for naming <laughs> that. Um, Witcher 3 game of the year we'll probably do co- best console game all that other stuff on another episode at another time uh, thank you guys very much for watching uh, especially thank you to the Twitch viewers for checking us out uh, you can ch- find us over on YouTube youtube.com slash that new show show like us on Facebook facebook.com slash that new show show you can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker you can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show you can follow Murph on Twitter at Dork Night Show as hey. well um, check out Murph's YouTube channel as well, Maximum Tomato, with him and his friend Mike. They play video games, and Murph complains about them most of the time, but that's okay. Um, hey, we're, we're we're just doing Sonic Month. We're oh, almost through it. Then never mind. Gotta you go totally fast. are complaining at all. Month. <laughs> um, all right. So check out other episodes. Check out other uh, videos that we've made and other interviews that we have done. Other than that, Curtis, I forget anything. I can't think of anything, buddy. Clegg, did I forget anything? Good to go. All right, Murph, did I forget anything? I'm good to go as well. All right, cool. So for Curtis Coe, Daniel Clake, and Murph Murphy, I've been Chase Bunker. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Cool. Bye. Uh, Bye, friends.